Hello, and welcome to the first episode of Six Degrees of Celebration. My name is Matt. And I'm Alan. <laughs> Drink a mouthful of water. Uh, <laughs> this week, we're going to be talking about a couple of things that Alan and I are really excited or just grateful for. Alan, how are you? I'm doing really, really well. Can I say something, though, before we start? Yes. Uh, <laughs> it's the fact that I've been thinking about whether or not I want to see your face while we do this. <laughs> So we're we're recording this over Zoom, uh, not to buzz market, but uh, we are recording this over Zoom. And if anyone has ever used kind of a software like this or just you know Teams or whatever, it's always weird because like I if I look at the camera, like I'm looking directly at the camera right now, it looks kind of weird. Like I should be looking at Alan, right? And I don't know how it looks to him, but if I look at Alan, I'm not sure how that looks. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, and I don't know if it's only me, but anytime I'm on Zoom, I literally only look at myself. Yes. Yeah. I, just like I'm like, just spending the whole time like looking at how I look, which I don't know if that's just a narcissistic thing in all of our brains. I think it is a, a little bit. Well, I think it's us seeing like, do I look interested? Do I look engaged? Or do I look like I'm just, you know, thinking about other things, which I most likely am. And it's the weird social thing too, where, okay, so you, you organize yourself, right? You're facing mm-hmm. the camera so that people, you look like you're engaged with them, but you're spending mm-hmm. so much energy doing that, that you literally are not listening to what anyone is saying. Uh, yes, exactly. Have you uh, read these books called The Incarnations of Immortality? Uh, I haven't, no. They're really, really good. All right, is that, is that one of the things you want to talk about? That's one of the things I want to talk about. Okay, yeah. All right, let me so, take you back. All right. <laughs> I don't, we don't get to explain any premise. We're jumping in. All right. Cool. Go back to high school. Did yeah. you have mandatory reading time in like your homeroom or whatever? I didn't have like mandatory reading time. I did have a block of time that was just called ASC where it was just kind of used for homework. So I, is that answer your question? Sure. You can. Okay. All right. So yeah, my, I can empathize. Yeah. It, honestly, your answer was irrelevant. So in my <laughs> high school, we had a reading, we had mandatory reading time during homeroom. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was not a huge reader. So I didn't have a book with me. So I picked up a random book off the miscellaneous shelf from my chemistry teacher. And this was the book. It was a book from the incarnations of immortalities, which is a fantasy novel series by Piers Anthony. All right. The first one was published in like 1983. And the most recent one, which was the final one in the series, was from 2007. So this spanned like a huge chunk of time this guy was writing these books. Wow. And the whole concept is they are an explanation of how the afterlife works and how the administrative gods operate within that afterlife. And the whole thing is they are just like normal people fulfilling an office within their domain. So literally, Satan is just like a guy who is now Satan. And like the God of time was just like a guy. When the other God of time retired, he like chose him to like take over as the God of time. So it's just very like bureaucratic. You would think it's like that, but no, it's just like they just take this bureaucratic standpoint so that you have that kind of anchor with which to hold yourself in the midst of all this crazy otherworldly stuff so you're like all right crazy going on well i don't know if we can swear or not 
crazy stuff is going on, but I can understand that they're just like fulfilling a job right now. And so like, I'm in their shoes where like, they don't know what they're doing. They don't know how to be the God of war and they're just figuring it out. Learning on the job. Yeah. It's super, super cool. And the reason I love it is because it totally encouraged me to think outside the box, approach things differently. Mm. And before you hop on Amazon and you go to like bulk order all eight books, uh, <laughs> like put a little bit of a pause on it. There is like a larger amount of sexualization towards women in the books. I don't know if it's a period thing or whatever. So it's made rereading them as an older and now more progressive man, uh, a little cringy. But if you can push past that, right, and maybe like flip the page or two anytime like it starts doing a description of one of the female love interests, then the philosophical questions that it gets into are really interesting. I'm into it. Yeah. I, I mean, aside from kind of cringy, like it was made in the 80s when we didn't, yeah. we didn't have any of these like notions of stuff. That sounds really cool. Are they like long, like big? Because whenever I think of fantasy books, I think of like brick in a purse, 700 pages, like. So I think you've actually seen me read them. I was rereading them during college. Have I? Yeah, they were the books I was always walking around reading. Okay. They're... They're only like 300 to 400 pages. Oh, okay. Oh, that's not bad. Yeah, each is like a week or two. All right. Well, yeah, just like I said, whenever I think of fantasy books, I always just think of like these 800 page tomes and one comes out every year and there's like 13 books in the series Mm. and they take place from 16 different perspectives and there's religion and there's a money system and like all of this stuff involved and right yeah i can't then you you get to the end of like the last book and they're like it's me bakalhar and you're like who is that and it's like it's the earl's long lost brother it's like i don't know there's a chart there's a chart at the beginning of like a family tree (laughs) right it's like wait what is this yeah yeah i'm lost (laughs) and let me hop on the wiki real quick (laughs) if if your book needs a wiki i'm a little bit hesitant if i'm gonna Mm -hmm. be in as and i'm saying that as an english person as you know someone who studied english in my in college i'm like uh that's a lot yeah (laughs) if i have a secondary resource um, oh oh i didn't even mention the coolest part about these books i found out later on that my parents had books by piers anthony in their attic yeah. So my parents read the same kind of books I was reading and getting into completely independently. And it was this really cool moment of connection, especially in a point in my life when, you know, you're feeling your most misunderstood and mm-hmm. disconnected. It was like the super humbling and like meaningful moment between me and my parents. That's really good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I always love when you kind of have little connective moments with your parents and just like, yeah. yeah. You guys are people. <laughs> you you guys have feelings and thoughts. What do you mean? Yeah. It's yeah. like, it is like a crazy humbling thing. I've sat with my dad and just been like, how you doing? <laughs> right. And he has to, and you're, you can you're kind, human. Yeah. And you can kind of answer like, oh, it's been a rough couple of days. And you're like, you have rough days. Right. Exactly. Like, what do you mean? Yeah. So the first thing I want to talk about is something that I have not actually seen yet but it's something i'm very well acquainted with if that makes sense okay i want to talk about wandavision oh yeah 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 so for those who don't know i'm a huge like comic superhero like kind of nerd culture guy Mm -hmm. and one of the shows coming out from disney actually this at the time of recording this comes out on friday is uh wandavision which is their first show on their own streaming platform where they kind of have control over it and all this kind of interesting stuff the reason i'm really excited about this show in particular is because it 
it is seemingly based on one of my favorite comic series, which is uh, just The Vision by Tom King. Mm-hmm. If you know me in life, you know I talk about Tom King, Bad Nauseam. But basically the plot of that story is The Vision quits the Avengers and moves to Virginia, buys a house, and like like raises a family. Right. As a super-powered, otherworldly crystal in like empowered AI exactly. made form. Exactly. Does, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it is him trying to be the all American dad with his like robot family that by the way, he built, he did, he like, he built the family. It's not like I, I met someone and, and married them and that kind of thing. He like built his wife, built his son, built his daughter and uh, built a dog. And they just like live in this house in Virginia. And it's all about them trying to be normal while the world kind of doesn't let them be normal. That's so typical too, that those that have the most power want nothing but to be normal. Oh yeah. And so from what we can see of this show is that it's going to kind of be based on different like sitcom tropes, like the fifties and the sixties and kind of going through them. So like one would be like an I Love Lucy or like a Honeymooners kind of thing. One would be like Brady Bunch and just all of this really weird, really interesting stuff. And I'm just very excited because this is actually kind of the first stuff we've seen from Marvel after Endgame. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I'll say it. You know, I'm not afraid to say it. (laughs) (laughs) I'll bring on the controversy. I mean, the whole lineup of the Marvel movies was the only way I can think to describe it is like triple A. It's like when you play an Assassin's Creed game, you've played Assassin's Creed games before. And yeah, there's quality there and there's fun there. But like we all know what's going on here. Yeah. Yeah, when we when we watch the whole run, right, from like Iron Man 1 all the way through to Endgame, you're like, all right, I knew what this was. Yeah. But WandaVision, exactly. I've got no clue what the hell that is. Yeah, and I, I think that's kind of what, for me, I think it's kind of a, a point where they are going to start mixing up the formula a bit, because hmm. uh, that's kind of been one of my big... I'll, I'll say issues with some of the movies and content. It was like it kind of just not as much recently, but kind of when it started, it was kind of one. It was a very standard movie. Like they kind of fit the fit the mold, and they kind of just did the thing and filled. You know, insert villain, insert love interest, insert joke, whatever. Yeah, exactly. Now they kind of like played with the formula a little bit and kind of just mixing it up. So like WandaVision, I think is gonna be really, really weird and people aren't gonna know like what is really going on with it. And I don't know. I'm just like here for weird superhero TV. As I always am. The trailer was super, super exciting and it, it mm-hmm. had that eeriness. It felt very Westworld meets like the watchman it was like very mm. cool it was like oh this is like standard you know your everyday stuff but like it's a little bit off and mm-hmm. it had that weird motion where she's you know the wanda yeah that it refers to is like scarlet witch yeah right who's living with vision and so like she's coming to realize that her life is like this kind of weird altered reality oh the trailer's so good go watch the trailer and then come back or don't or go in cold i know like <laughs> i was talking to our mutual friend Pat and I was like, did you see this? And he goes, Nope, I am not. That's I'm fair. not I'm going in cold. I'm like, that is stronger than me. It's an it's an easy way to get a thing ruined for you. Especially mm-hmm. when you're somebody like Pat who studied film. Yeah, that's the biggest thing I've learned is that people who like studied film to one degree or another can't watch movies yeah. or have trouble watching movies because they're like, there's an edit, there's that 
shot and that's what they did that and so you can't just like relax and watch a thing yeah jenny hates watching movies with me we were watching the legend of cora the other day and yeah. i was like oh look at that that's such a powerful moment for her did you see that look that just showed that she's like thinking about this thing she's like can you shut up and watch this show <laughs> matt yeah i want to talk about sh- i, I want to stop saying sh- so this is the okay. last time i'm saying sh- all right i want to <laughs> talk about stuff that makes you feel legit all right First, let me lead with this. I consider myself a very conscientious person. Mm -hmm. I read a lot about the values of minimalism. I've enlisted the KonMari method, right? During many of our moves. Mm -hmm. But I think we can all agree that having a cool piece of equipment can make us feel legit (laughs) as hell. Yes. Take our current setups, for example, right? Matt and I are both on USB mics. We both have wind, whatever these things, wind screens on them. Yeah and pop filters on them. Now we could do this podcast with like those earbuds you get for free at like a open house. But because we've got like this equipment in front of us, it feels so empowering to just be sitting in front of this mic. Like I feel legitimate right now. Yeah, that's, yeah. I think it's instead of holding up the little like mic on the end mm. of like, an, like a headphone and being like, here's my thoughts on whatever. <laughs> Having this is definitely like, let me set up my microphone. Mm and record my program. (laughs) Shit on down, ladies and gentlemen. Let me read you the news. Exactly, yes. I've akin it to the difference between writing your email address on like a sticky note versus like handing someone a business card. That's a really good analogy. Thank you. I think, because, well, because like, well, because one feels like, ah, um, here, just take the, uh, versus having a like bundle of business cards either in your wallet or some people even have a business card holder Oh God, so legit. And like pop it open and like (laughs) here. This is one of my last ones. (laughs) Obviously these things have no effect on your success whatsoever. Right. right? There's no replacement for hard work, but it is so freaking fun to like get like a LGB light strip and like put it on your (laughs) desk. So when you're gaming, you can turn it like red or purple or whatever Mm -hmm. the hell you want. And like, it's not going to make you play any better, but you feel so legit just having these like freaking neon colors. That's what I wanted to talk about. Like, can we, can we agree? This is a cool feeling that we all experience and also agree that yes, in moderation, you know, we should be indulging in this. Like we shouldn't just be like buying a bunch of stuff to make ourselves Mm -hmm. feel good, but it, feels good right <laughs> yeah oh no well that's i think that's a hundred percent a thing which is when you get a new you no know, you get a new toy be it whatever it is and i think what you decide to invest in is you know a way to kind of curate this is going to sound like a goop like a goop like <laughs> queer eye like curate your life kind of thing but like live your truth exactly yeah but like depending on what you know equipment or just stuff you have you just feel a little bit better like your life feels a bit nicer i saw a video this is related trust me okay on tiktok i am uh i i do partake in coffee tiktok which is just making coffee on tiktok no, you partake? I don't partake. I don't make oh, content. okay. I was like, but you I are watch. a coffee I, TikToker? No, no. <laughs> not yet. Not yet. Um, but like, I... I you indulge I, in it. I indulge. <laughs> yes, I'm a voyeur of, co- of coffee TikTok. And there was a guy talking about how his favorite method of making coffee is a pour over. Oh, so good. That's, right. And that was going to be one of my things. Not today, but oh God, so good. Yeah. Yeah. And one of the things he literally, he said was, yes, like the flavor is nice. Yes. You know, 
But the reason I like it is because it's self-care. Because for like three to four minutes, I am focused on pouring water. Oh my God, yeah. I am focused on making sure my circles are nice and that every guy, you know, all of the grounds are there. And that is what my focus is on. I am not concerned about my phone or the kids or anything. What I'm doing is I'm taking a kettle and I'm making slow, soapy circles (laughs) in the coffee. Like that, that is, is literally speaking my truth. So not going to lie. After I saw that, I did order a pour over on Amazon and it is on the way. It's so um, freaking worth it. I, I do it every single morning. That's part of my morning routine is I make coffee for the both of us and I just do the pour over. And honestly, I'm so thankful for those moments. Like she's not awake <laughs> yet. I'm pouring mm-hmm. like the coffee, making it. And it's, it, you're totally right. It just is like, sometimes you need those moments to yourself. And sometimes the equipment gives you those moments. Yeah, exactly. And that's one of the things like, it is not necessarily about the thing itself. I think it's about what the thing enables you to do. Yeah, right. So one thing I want to talk about that I don't think I would be this person a week ago I want to talk. (laughs) I don't know what that means. I want to talk about. Oh wait, wait, wait! You're saying you, you, like I would not have. I would not have talked about this a week ago. Oh, okay, okay. I would not talk about this a week ago. I want to talk about the healing power of crystals. I thought you were going to say Christ, and I was going (laughs) to. Well, all right, we're going down this route. As someone who is not, who is not this person, like Mm. yes, I do yoga, but I do yoga on YouTube. You're just stereotyping now, man. Right. I know I'm stereotyping. I shouldn't. But basically, so a friend of mine gave me a, a little white crystal and says, hi, you know, I don't need this anymore. Do you want it? And I was like, yeah, you know, why not? What you got a hand-me-down crystal. I got a hand-me-down crystal, which I think it's a good, I think hand-me-down gifts are, or, you know, or gifts that are like, hi, this is mine. And here you go. And it kind of imparts a special value to it versus like, here's a shirt I don't wear anymore. Here you this go. has served me well. Now let it serve you. Yeah, exactly. So a friend of mine gave me this little white crystal. He explained that it was supposed to purify energy and to remove bad energy from you. I was like, all right, sure. Why not? Okay. I, you know, put it next to my bed and I don't know if this is an actual thing or if it's placebo or what, but like my room feels different. I don't know what it is, but my room feels like... The demons, the demons got soaked out of it? Yeah, like Zen. (laughs) Okay. Again, I don't know what it is, but it's just like... And I have not done enough research into this to like know what the crystal is or like if the shape has anything, because I know that's a thing. Um, I also know like where it is is a thing. So I think I need to do a bit more research into like what this is and I'll, I might follow up depending on what I find. Um, but I'm just like, I'm interested in the idea that even though there is no real empirical evidence there is no like written article in like the harvard journal of medicine right this works Mm -hmm. i feel different and i feel a bit more like calm in a space well if you want i can call over the expert we can just like hash this out right now like pull (laughs) over the crystal we can like talk about what it is if you want yeah so i actually have it here hey hon can i borrow you (laughs) it's that's okay i'll turn off the video She's not decent. Hold on. No, I did. She's decent. She's always decent. You look decent. I can't hear what's happening now. Oh, yeah. Hold this headphone up to your ear. <laughs> okay. Uh, Matt has a crystal. Mm-hmm. He got as a gift from someone. Okay. And that's what it looks like. Okay. Can you describe it? It's um, clear, but a little bit hazy. 
Okay. Unless that's just the camera. No, that's, that's it. That's it's demon. clear and hazy. Okay. okay. <laughs> Did you say that's the demon? That <laughs> yeah, got soaked out. Uh, gotcha. Kit, do you know what that is or how it works or how to use it? It looks like quartz. Okay. I am definitely not an expert on this. My understanding is that quartz is supposed to be like a master cleanser, though. Like it can cleanse other stones. It can cleanse your energy. That's mm. my understanding of it. Interesting. Are you supposed to like put it under your pillow? Do you charge it with moonlight? How do you do it? I feel like everyone has their own methods with crystals. Like some people are like, oh, I put them with like salt or water or I put them inside other crystals or I put them under the moonlight. Um, and people have different ways they use them. Like you could put it under your pillow like I do sometimes. Some people put them in their pocket or even in their bra. That's actually a big thing. Bra crystals. <laughs> All right, Matt, get a bra. <laughs> what if Paltrow's onto something? Guys? <laughs> I mean, that's a way to get it like close to you if you think it's right. like, affecting you physically or like, you know, the tiny pocket of your jeans. That weird pocket, pocket. I don't know what it's for. <laughs> it's a crystal it's pocket. A crystal <laughs> pocket. <laughs> I'll have to try that. Yeah. No, but I was just interested because like I said, it made my space feel different and made me feel slightly different. And I have no yeah. idea if this is like legit or not, but I think there is something to just the, the power of belief Yeah. for better or worse. Yeah, I have two sides of me. One mm. is very much like I need scientific proof and the other is like maybe there's something I don't really understand. So I kind of have that split understanding with crystals or like right. so part of it I think might be placebo. Mm -hmm. And the other part is like, well, everything has an energy. So if you're open to feeling it, maybe it does help. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Jenny, for your time. <laughs> you're Appreciate welcome. it. <laughs> Thank you for your insight. Over for that. Yeah, of course. I <laughs> knew it was up your alley. Your your field of study and i think we all learned a little bit today absolutely speaking of jenny i'd love to talk about something that she brings up to me almost on a daily basis all right that is my tone like your the tone of your voice like the tone of my voice and how i'm not using it correctly she's not the only person to bring this to my attention apparently i have an issue that is persistent since my parents. Really? Everybody has, has, everybody has educated me that the tone with which I am using is not appropriate. And I know exactly what tone I'm using and not to pretend that I didn't use the tone. I would like to talk about my tone and how I don't think I'm as in control of it as everybody thinks that I am. It's one of those things where you'll say something uh, and I, obviously, let me preface this. I love Jenny. With all my heart, she's a beautiful woman. She's a strong woman. I am lucky to be with her and I feel empowered every day for being with her. That said, oh, she walked into the room and she's gorgeous. Uh, <laughs> that, that said, I, I often feel like when we have a discussion, either I'm misunderstanding how tone works or like I'm not using the tone I think I'm using, but there's always this struggle communication wise where I have to work on my tone and how I'm perceiving tone, which is very strange. You know how when someone says something and you try to like grasp that subtext from them saying like, all right, the way you said that made it sound like you're not really fine mm -hmm. and that maybe this thing bugged you. And that's apparently my ability to read those is not as fine-tuned as I thought it was. 
So I have decided to start practicing my tone. And right now, the job I'm in, I have to pick up the phone and say the same greeting approximately 54 times a day. <laughs> so that has given me a lot of time to practice specific tones. And I am happy to report, I am pretty sure I have mastered the tone for answering the telephone. <laughs> so if you're ever in a customer service role of any kind, and any job that you have answering the phone, I don't know who that person is. Like the person who answers the phone is not me. Oh, right, right. Yeah, you, yeah. you know what I mean? So like, this is my voice. But the minute I'm at work and my, you know, the phone rings, it's, hello, you've reached Matthew Ramson. Please don't, you know, it's, it's, it's that like my voice shoots up. It's the telephone voice. And that the fact that you could be, God forbid, you and Jenny are in a knockdown, drag out screaming match over whatever. Yeah, my tone, most likely. Right. Well, the, <laughs> the phone answers and you're just like, hello. <laughs> you just, it just, it just. And one more thing. You've reached Alan Parker. <laughs> exactly. It just pivots. Right. And I, it's, it's so wild, but also like to your point about communication, the way like you don't think you have an issue, but everyone else seems to think you do. It, it, it's definitely, I think, about your intention versus perception. So like you can intend to say a thing, but the way it comes out is just a little bit off or, you know, to other people. Oh, yeah. And I think that's just been proven by like multiple sample sizes. Right. Though it's clear that when I perceive myself using a specific tone, it is not being conveyed <laughs> appropriately. Or like maybe I'm the one that's like, and when I say that, I can tell I'm using the tone that's like, maybe, maybe it's my <laughs> problem. I got it. But. Not to interrupt, there's a fantastic sketch on YouTube, um, I think from Kids in the Hall, which is like, you know, it's an old like sketch yeah. TV show um, about a guy who has a disorder where he can only speak sarcastically <laughs> um, and so he's at a party explaining how much pain he's in <laughs> but he's only speaking sarcastically and everyone thinks he's like an asshole yeah. um, you know we're swearing you know, I guess um, but like everyone thinks he's a jerk and he's like I'm so lonely and everyone's like okay like <laughs> And it's, it's kind of brilliant, but also like, oh, wow. Uh, so like to your point of just like how much tone and how much the way we say things impacts. Yeah. I mean, all of this was to say that I perfected my telephone voice. Right. I had a huge sample size. So I experimented with like altering pitch at different points of this phrase, mm -hmm. saying different words differently. And I've nailed it. And the reason I nail it, because now I get consistent results two to three times a week. And I've been doing this job for <laughs> months now, two to three times a week consistently and every single week when I perform this audio project for the new caller someone will go oh you have such a cheerful voice every single week two to three times well you are a very cheerful person by nature well yeah <laughs> well I'm kind of shocked that you didn't have like a killer telephone voice like out of the womb no I I think it was because I think this has been exposure therapy for me mm. because I hate talking on the telephone oh yeah well, it gives me so much anxiety we're millennials yeah <laughs> i will text someone can i call you before i just call them 
Right. The thing that really impressed me about this whole experience, right, was the fact that I took something as abstract as tone and I was like, fine, I'm going to work on it. I'm going to just like practice. And Mm. now I have like a consistent outcome that has improved. So I was like, oh, shoot. I wonder what other kind of like abstract things I can improve about myself. Yeah, that was the nice way. It it took me a while to get there. I don't mind dipping into the negative or the gray to get to the positive. We get get there. Life is just a little bit of a Neapolitan ice cream. It's just like a little bit of everything crossed over. I drew a picture the other day of a dog smoking a cigarette. And he's like, life isn't all black and white. There's some gray in there too. And I thought it was funny. I, I like that. <laughs> I like that. For those, who don't, like pause. for those who don't know, Alan has a, uh, a comics uh, Instagram business thingy where he drives a little, uh, little fun web comics. Uh, you should check that out. It's uh, ABP underscore comics. Yeah. So make sure to check that out. The last thing I want to talk about is a little bit of a curveball, but also kind of not really because I think it is still really weird and kind of in my, my wheelhouse, but uh, also kind of new. Uh, I want to talk about chaos mods. Oh, I am so on board with this. I have been like flipping. Okay, wait, wait. Are you talking about random mods or, or chaos mods? So what is, what is your understanding of chaos mods? Okay, well, I've seen chaos mods used in Minecraft primarily. Okay. But I've also seen a huge sur- upsurgence of like randomizing mods in like Pokemon playthroughs, in Kingdom Hearts playthroughs. Mm-hmm. So so what, what are we specifically talking about? So what I'm referring to is a mod that has been developed where every 30 seconds something happens. Okay. Got it. And we're going to leave it at, you know, not leave it, but, you know, we're going to say just something. So how were you introduced to this? So I was introduced because there is a YouTuber streamer who I just, I put him on as a lot of kind of just something to put on white noise kind of show. Call me Kevin on YouTube. Uh, He's this Irish streamer and he has a lot of great videos and he's, you know, I think he's really funny in kind of a dark sardonic kind of way. Uh, But he has a series where he applied a chaos mod to uh, GTA 5. Okay. And basically just tries to do missions or just go through. And every 30 seconds, something happens. So, for example, he will be driving along and all the cars turn green. <laughs> just all, they're all green. Uh, one will be a meteor shower and just rain meteors. <laughs> one of my favorites is Beyblades. When all the cars start spinning, like Beyblades. Oh, sick. Um, and he, except for him, and he's just like, ah, trying to get through. You know, saying, stop, stop letting it rip. I just, fu- no, I just find them extremely entertaining at like a base level yeah i mean i I mean i you know what i bet it is here let's do a deep dive let's do i mean you're an english major here we go yes okay the the whole appeal right and the hero's Mm. journey or whatever right oh my god like the hero's journey like kicks off with like something happens right like we've got like your hero is doing something and they're doing something and then like a outside force happens or or whatever like you can give me the specifics on what the actual right right you know but like that's that's the essence of what makes a good story right so Mm. like you're presented with something you're familiar with which is gta 5 we've Mm. all played it or at least we're familiar with it and he's going about and you know every 30 seconds that something's going to happen. So there's anticipation. And then when it does, it always changes it. And then they have to overcome and adapt. And like, you're watching just like the hero's journey every 30 seconds. 
Yeah, because I think that's that's a good way to phrase it. I think it's just the, the anticipation factor, the the improv factor, the the not knowing what it is. Because I think, well, versus you know, if you had a mod that like spawned a clone every thirty seconds, you're like, all right, here's the clone, here's the clone, here's the clone. Versus you know something like this, where it's killer clowns. Now the world's upside down. Now <laughs> right. gravity's inverted. Like it's just, it is chaos. And it's just like, and especially in a game like GTA 5 where it is such a nice little sandbox of like life. Oh yeah. Versus if you did that in like Sims or Pokemon or anything. Oh God, what is he chaos mod in Sims now? I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't feel like you have enough agency in Sims for it to be that, as that's fun. true. That's true. Um, the Sims will kind of just do what they want, no matter what you do. Like you can say, eat the sandwich and they're just like, no, <laughs> I want to go stand on my lawn for the night. Yeah. I that's think what they do. That is a, that's like a mod that really shines in a sandbox esque mm-hmm. game. I can't think of like a narrative story driven game in which you could have something like that happen and it's fun. You know, I I would imagine it would be a lot more obstructive in that kind of game. I recommend it. I think they're really fun. I think he, that particular series, Call Me Kevin does, you know, GTA five with chaos mods um, is really funny. Um, He does a good job. Yeah. I would recommend check him out. Yeah. What what no one knows is that Matt is secretly Kevin and he is self-promoting. I I would not be (laughs) mad about that. Well, we we don't have any sponsors yet so we can't do shameless plugs oh, yeah well we've already done a few we we did a plug for call me kevin we did a plug for my instagram i think we did a plug for crystals in general crystals. crystal sales are going to be through the roof now well, and we're not seeing any of that well we talk and the people listen speaking of people listening <laughs> if you're out there and you're listening first off however you got here we appreciate you we're glad you stayed and we bless the journey that brought you to us. <laughs> Matt laughs silently, and it's not good for a podcast because I'm funny, damn it, but no one knows because he no. doesn't laugh audibly. No, you're because f- I'm trying to not like laugh in people's ears. <laughs> right. Well, it's like just like if I'm on the phone with someone, I'm drinking water. It's right. Like, how does that? It's just like it, 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 it doesn't sound nice. But yeah, no, thank you guys for listening. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we are on uh, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Podcast, I think Podbox or Podcast Box, Anchor. Mm-hmm. We have not heard from Apple yet, but we will not let up on calling Tim Cook at 3 a.m. Yeah, until... Our podcast is pre-installed on every single Apple device. We want to be that weird U2 album (laughs) that That got pre-installed. Yeah, it's like, was this free? Why do I have this? I don't want this. You can't delete it. You're like, you like U2 now. Oh, yeah. You can't delete it. If you could, though, we're doing absolutely like zero self-promotion. We've got Mm. a Facebook page and some stuff like that. If you want to see some behind the scenes stuff. Um, but we're doing no like paid promotion. So the mm-hmm. biggest way you can help support us is just reviewing it, throwing, you know, five stars, four stars, whatever you think it's worth, probably five stars, I would assume. But mm-hmm. whatever you want to do, we're, we're doing the shameless ask here at the end. Just a review goes a long way. And if you have reviewed, hey, we love you. We appreciate you. And thanks for being here with us. Yeah, of course. You can also follow us on Instagram at six degrees pod. I will, you know, we can put that in the show notes or something. Do we have show notes? I think we have show notes. If we don't, we should get some. I think I wrote the show notes. So I should do that. Yeah. But yeah, no, uh, thank you guys for listening. We will see you next week. Yeah, thank you to Lakey Inspired for our theme song, The Progress. And thank you, Matt, for being here. Thank you, Alan, for being here. I'll see you next week. I'll see you next week. Play us out. <laughs> this is when the song plays. Yeah, the song's playing right now. <laughs> Can you not hear it? Oh.